Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You, 14 edition. I know it's been a long time since I recorded. Kind of hadn't been able to figure out what I want to talk about, if it was appropriate to talk about. So today I'm going to talk about Cougs Helping Cougs, the basketball season, and just anything Cougar related, really. Now, I want to acknowledge, start off by saying, I think what everyone's doing, this is a serious pandemic. If you stay inside, stay safe. I'm not... I think it's smart that all the tournaments were canceled, everything. Stay safe. You don't... It's not even if you're not worried about getting sick. It's about other people who are more susceptible than you getting sick. Like if you have a compromised immune system, if you're older, it's not about you. Don't be selfish. Stay inside, please. All right, now let's head on to the happy-ish upbeat turn episode today. It's a great day to be a Cougar sports fan, or at least better than the Huskies, which is all we can ask for. The Cougars had their basketball season cut short in every season, really, but especially the basketball season hurt more for me personally, because obviously the biggest takeaway is the safety is the number one priority for the NCAA. The Cougars had just upset the number six seeded Colorado Buffaloes, who everyone was projecting us to get demolished by. Well, we did it. Beat the Buffaloes by a score of 82 to 68. I don't think that score does proper justice how bad it was. We destroyed them. Now, it was the first time in Pac-12 history a nine-seed or lower upset their opponent. And also, for the first time since the Clay Thompson days, 2009, did the Cougars make it past the first round of the Pac-12 tourney, or the tournament for the Pac-10. So it's their first ever Pac-12 tournament win. It's a shame the match was cut short, because the Cougars were playing with such determination and drive that every match was ripe with the possibility of upset. We'd already been in the University of Oregon this year. So I felt like we could ride the wave to the big dance. It didn't happen. So let's talk about what happened. What actually happened. Your Cougars won the last basketball game of the 2019-2020 season. In every other year, the national championship of college basketball wins the last game. So ipto facto, the Cougars are national champions. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I play. I play. I kid. I kid. But what if I'm not? Who knows? But let's move on. It was a great year. The Cougars ended 16-16 and 16, thanks to the great hire of Coach Kyle Smith, who coached every player to play above their potential. He turned Jeff Pollard from a defensive stalwart into an, off, an effective offensive weapon, while also developing Noah Williams, DJ Rodman, and Mark Ovetsky. I say CJ, I say CJ LB should stay another year. And if Coach Smith can figure out the road woes, I would say that this could easily be a 21-24 win team, push for the Pac-12 crown, and make the tournaments. And if anyone wants to make the dance, it's anyone's game. Loyola Chicago, Gardner State, Tons of examples you could think of. VCU, Coastal Carolina, Florida A&M. I mean, I could just list examples after example. Butler. And there are tons of examples of, uh, of people doing well in the tournament once they get in. So let's talk about the big elephant in the room, eligibility. What did the NCAA rule? Well, they ruled that spring sport athletes gain an extra year of eligibility. They didn't go into the weeds of it because it's very complicated and they need to figure it out. Like, what are you going to do with scholarships? How does it affect spending? Because we're losing all the money for the, the revenue from the other sports. So what pay cuts are going to, what cutbacks are going to happen? It's very complicated. But I think that's not a now problem. That's a future problem. And we should just talk about the positives that the NCAA actually made a decision that wasn't just for their bottom line. It actually benefited the students. So let's talk. Also, one of the great things is in this time of need, there are tons of people helping other people in need. So kooks help kooks. Let me tell you, let me give you a couple examples of this. All right. So Zach Wirtz, 
He's an old mascot for WSU. He was WSU from 2002 to 2007. And he was one of the 45 members of the Seattle area to take a test COVID virus vaccine. Doesn't know what's going to happen to him. It could be really bad. He could react poorly. He doesn't know. But he was willing to risk it to see if he could help solve the epidemic. And that was just great. You don't see enough of people going above and beyond to help other people in need. Another great story, not as to a different degree as of this, is Nick Rolovich. I mean, who's ingratiated themselves better in the community than Nick Rolovich? He's out here buying beers for coups, starting Twitter debates, calling out Huskies on Twitter. It's great. He has his hats. I mean, he just is embracing Pullman, and you can't ask for anything else. Because Pullman, if you haven't been to Pullman, you wouldn't understand why you embrace it. But kooks know. We always find our way back home. It's a great place. So Nick Rolovich, for the past, I want to say, four or five days, he's gone to different places, different restaurants in Pullman, and he orders his food, and then he orders 20 other meals. So one day he bought 20 pizzas from Porch, uh, Pizza Perfecto, 26 inches, so the big ones. Boom, right there. Then last night he went to the Chinese restaurant and bought 26 orders of Beijing beef and orange chicken. And he tweets it out with it says, use the code word mongoose or pineapple. You go there, you say it, you get the bag. So he's not only supporting local businesses, but he's also helping other people who might not be able to afford it or just want a nice meal. It's just a nice thing to do. He didn't have to do that, but he's going above and beyond. And I think that's important to remember in this tough time to go above and beyond if you can. Not saying everyone should because not everyone can, and it's totally understandable. But if you have the means and the ability to help other people who can't necessarily do it. If there's an older, if you have an elderly neighbor and they can't go grocery shopping, you go grocery shopping for them. You help them with anything they need because we have to work together as a team. We can't beat this by ourselves. We don't win one-on-one. This is a team sport beating the virus. I will come back next week or maybe even later this week because I have no Zoom classes. So I'm just doing online assignments. So I'm basically done for the day because I'm just waiting on my sports teacher to post her lecture. So I'm going to come back with another podcast. I'm thinking I want to do a comparison between Mike Leach and Nick Rolovich. Not because I know Nick hasn't coached the game for us, but I just it's just interesting to me. I want to compare it. All right, that's it. Listen, I love Walker, but he looked like he was 18 or 19. He looked like a young guy. Ben, you should have done this guy right. What, I get him a stripper? What do you want me to do here? I I get him a prostitute? What do you